Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. I'm recording from my home studio, far, far an ocean away from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. I'm sorry, is the United States of America an ocean now? It will be oh, soon no. enough. No, I'm still in California, that's all. Well, have fun in your sunny little California while I'm here in cloudy New York, even though it's fully sunny outside today. Anyway, (laughs) coming up today, we're going to kick things off, as always, with a little ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then we're diving deep into the worst shit about getting older. Boo, 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 boo. Shout out to joints that will never be the same. Because, yes, this podcast is now hosted by two people in our 30s. Wow. And frankly, that sentence is embarrassing and we need to bitch about all the shit that's wrong with us now. (laughs) The fact that I am the older one in this relationship is... I think offensive to a lot of people, yeah, particularly the the homosexual community, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll allow it. Everyone thought I was big sister vibes, but actually I'm a little baby. Yeah, uh, you have (laughs) deranged only child syndrome. Um, And yet I'm the youngest of three. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to consider you. Here I am defying all odds, defying all labels. I am my own woman. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Speaking of, I don't know, this transition, your dad texted the both of us about Harry Styles being on the cover of Better Homes and Gardens. And I just want you to know that I was incredibly stoned when I received that message. (laughs) And afterwards, I was like, was I, like, too sexual? (laughs) (laughs) You definitely were sexual. Thankfully, not towards my father. It was towards Harry. He was basically like, why is he on the cover of Better Homes and Gardens? Yeah. He was like, wow, he's so famous now. And I didn't realize he was joking. I was like, dad, he's the biggest pop star in the world. And then my dad was like, obviously, I knew that and was joking. And Matt obviously knew that, too. And then you were just like, I'm horny. (laughs) Basically, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Because I only saw his comment in the context of you kind of saying, yeah, he's the biggest pop star in the world. I don't know if I... There's no way of knowing how I would have read it just on its own. (laughs) Anyway... Um, that's not our gripes of the week. That, no. that was my um, slight pause and wondering 
did I really just say that of the week? Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool new segment uh, that also is shared by your therapist. Exactly. Also, another separate thing. Maybe this is my gripe of the week. I've been seeing a new kind of psychiatrist guy to talk about my medication. Ooh. And don't ask why. But yes, Harry Styles did come up in our of therapy course. session, obviously. <laughs> and whenever I make a reference, I always feel the urge to be like, do you know who that is or do you are you familiar? Right. Or do I have to explain it? Yeah. So I like mentioned Harry Styles and I was like, I don't know if you're what you know or and he he started like laughing. And then he said, I just don't get it. And then like laughed for like two full minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Um, those are grounds for firing your psychiatrist, actually. Honestly, it's, it made me question a lot. Um, <laughs> and I'm not even joking. I was like, this is a weird reaction to what I'm saying. And I don't know. It was just so strange. It was not at all. It's <laughs> not at all what I expected. No. Anyway, um... Well, we haven't even gotten into our gripes yet. And guess what? We're not going to get into our gripes yet because we do have something incredibly special to share with the listeners, with our folks. We do. We just like, we we were like, where are we going to put this? What are we going to do? And it was just like, you know, we got to just play it for our listeners. So I just want people to know that like one of the most painstaking aspects, like it is haunting, it is painful of producing this podcast is editing out your disgusting thousands of burps. I don't understand how one human can produce so many burps. And yet here you are. But the lovely listeners don't hear very many of them because we take them all out. And it turns out that producer Melissa has been turning those burps just spinning them into gold she has been secretly collecting thousands, like all of these burps for months <laughs> and she had her brilliant musician boyfriend ryan turn them into a one minute song every single sound that you're about to hear is a burp it was like either pitched up or down or whatever i don't understand how music works it's a bop it's a burp bop and we just want to play this one minute song for you dj hit it I had to burp slash sneeze. of the summer oh my god song of the summer it's so fucking good i want to hear that in every club i want to hear it from every car window that passes me on the street oh my god it's so beautiful it like makes me want to cry <laughs> it is evidence that anything can be art this is one man's trash is another man's treasure in action Yes, let's let's get it going. Let's get it charting, people. <laughs> this is what like Charlie Puth does. Yes. On TikTok. In addition to being like, yeah, here's my here's a pair of sweatpants that is just thinly veiling my hard dick. <laughs> um, I'm also going to burp and tell you exactly what note it is. And it's like, Charles, please stop. <laughs> the real Charles entertainment. Um, also, it's like Harry Styles is going to listen to this episode and be like, okay, I both need to be Matt's therapist and need Matt to open for me at my New York residency <laughs> with exactly. his burp bops. He's now doing 15 shows at Madison Square Garden. So you're telling me you can't play this song at one of them? One, at least one. Yeah. Unacceptable. Um, anyway, uh, 
Yeah, now I don't even know how we can do a, the rest of the episode. I know. Just, we already peaked to this episode, but we're going to try. <laughs> um, let's get to our gripes of the week. Barry, what is your gripe this week? Listen, I've got two, okay? One is that I have been, as everyone here knows, living that bi-coastal life. I've spent a couple weeks in LA. I've been driving around. I had shared a rental car with my partner, Alex, and then he went back to Chicago and then to New York. And so he took the rental car back. So I rented my own car for a couple of days. And the cheapest, closest one to me was a tiny Fiat. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this will be fun. This will be so cute and small. And I'll just be like having my little cat eye sunglasses driving around just looking amazing. Um, It's the most terrifying thing I've ever done. I hate it. I know you talked last week about being in Italy and being in tiny cars. Yeah. I feel like a fucking giant. I am 5'9 in this tiny clown car. I feel huge. Also driving it around, it feels like the wind will just simply tip it over. I feel like a cow (laughs) just like ready to cow tip it has no turn radius even though it's so tiny and you think it would work like shopping cartwheels Mm -hmm. and so every time I go to like turn I again feel like it's just gonna tip over um it's horrifying and I hate it and I don't like tiny cars it's so scary and I don't understand Europe and that's I just don't like it at all yeah some of the cars there were so small yeah everywhere but also is it automatic or a stick it's automatic. Oh, okay. So it's it's just a right. It's just I've never driven. I've never been a passenger or driven a car this small before, uh-huh. and I truly feel like a giant. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's been a couple of years now, but the last time. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> I Don't yeah. Dare. I mean, the last time that we were in L.A. or several times we've been in L.A., we've rented a car, and you have been the designated driver, and. I have feared for my life multiple times with a regular okay. size car. Okay, I will, I will say, also say <laughs> I think that is genuinely one of the closest we have gotten into an actual argument <laughs> is when you tried to parallel park on an incredibly busy street and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You just stopped and went into reverse on like... <laughs> One it of was the busy, on Melrose, was like, and that's how the parking works. I don't know. Okay, everyone behind you was honking, and instead of coming to your defense, I was like, "You're wrong." <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, I will say, every time I've driven since I moved to New York, it's like I'm driving for two days, and it's scary. But now yeah. that I've been here a couple weeks, it's like I fully remember how to drive, and that part isn't scary until I'm in a tiny clown car, and it feels like if someone were to go. That the car would just fall over. Somewhere just to like blow gently on it. It would just immediately explode. Yeah. It Ugh. is shocking how quickly you adapt to pedestrian car environments. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I'm firmly on team whatever mode of transportation I'm currently taking. So if I'm in a car right. and I see a pedestrian, I'm like floor Hitting it. you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely run him over. But if I'm a pedestrian and a car is coming, I'm like, what are you going to fucking do? Hit me? and one of these states they will but until then i will be bold i will not i will not stand down (laughs) well speaking of standing down what's getting you down this week what's your gripe other than your therapist uh (laughs) laughing at me (laughs) (laughs) you definitely was like laughing at me i was good 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 that makes sense you know what that feels like a safe space (laughs) yeah and he's so expensive. I'm like, I don't I'm not going to pay for you to insult me. Yeah, you should. There should be a discount for every time he laughs at you. You should get like $50 off. Yeah, I, it's going to have to be more than that. <laughs> My gripe of the week, honestly, is just something that has been happening today slash yesterday. I have found multiple millipedes in my apartment no. no oh my god you're on the four you're you're I way don't up there how do the bugs get there where they're coming from <laughs> yeah i'm on the 14th floor ever since i i don't even want to say this because i'm afraid of jinxing myself but ever since i've lived on the 14th floor of my apartment building i have been like yeah i don't usually see bugs in my apartment because they they don't make it this far up no they can't travel that high yeah but 
I saw one crawling around one of my plants and I was like, oh, weird. Maybe they were like dormant and now it's spring and they like hatched and this little bug crawled out. That was yesterday. Yesterday I saw one of them around my plant and I killed it. I don't even give a fuck. I'll murder a bug. Okay. I will squish that thing into a puree. Violent. Violent. And then today I have found five of them around my apartment. Oh, no. One of them was on the ceiling. Two of them were on the (gasps) ground. One of them was in this room. So they're not even confined to one space. Nowhere is safe. So maybe it's only four of them. But still, I'm like, where the fuck are they coming from? You know what it probably is? What? Someone on your floor probably died and is just rotting. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare. No, I'm like so self-conscious. I was looking it up and it's like, yeah, they usually like humid areas. They like plants and so they can get to that. But you would usually find them in like basements or something. They have to be from a plant. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess you have to move. I guess so. Even though I just got my lease agreement and they didn't really raise my rent. So I'm... Oh, that's so good. I'm like, okay, at least I don't have to move. Yay. Um, But... I might have to move or I'll get them to reduce (laughs) the rent. I'm like, something is happening here. Some curse situation is happening where there's just millipedes everywhere. But I was looking it up. I mean, millipedes are like fairly harmless. Yeah, but like it's still gross. Centipedes are the scary ones. Right. Centipedes are the ones that are like really long and you can like actually count their legs. No, thank you. And they have like a stinger. Ugh. Anyway, I just am imagining this horror scene where I like lift up a rug somewhere and there's going to be like a thousand of them under oh, them. Yeah, especially because I... <laughs> you have a shag rug. So they're probably all just like full chilling in there. They're having a great time. But they're not. I've like inspected everything. I've looked everywhere. I don't see any source, but who knows if they start multiplying tomorrow, I'm going to have to call someone. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, you have a building manager, but also just watch a bug's life. So that I feel like they have a soul before I yeah. kill them? No. Yeah, so then it's like, then you've got roommates. No, 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 no. Was <laughs> there even a millipede in a bug's life? Mm. Maybe in the circus? Maybe, yeah, I feel like the circus, maybe. A bug's life goes hard. It does, and it is slept on, let me tell you. Also, if I'm being honest, I was sexually attracted to the ant when I was a small child. Flick? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he, with a name like really, Flick, he could do some. He could he could flick some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost sent you a picture of a coffee shop that's just called the Bean, <laughs> and I was gonna say, should I flick it? Because <laughs> I'm, well, so I'm so funny. That's so funny. You should be a comedian or something, and like have a podcast. <laughs> No. Anyway, that is my gripe of the week is that I may have to burn my apartment to the ground because I don't know the source of these mystery bugs. But anyway, there you go. And now let's get into the headlines. Beep, 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 beep. All right. Worst things first. Let's shout about the worst news of the week. First. A two-year-old toddler in Texas became a national hero after using his mom's phone to order 31 cheeseburgers from McDonald's for delivery on DoorDash. Yeah. Hero. 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 Oh, my goodness. Two years old managed to order 31 cheeseburgers. The fact that they can actually use a phone better than my parents... <laughs> incredible (laughs) (laughs) yeah my mom asked me how because i love to order from jimmy john's which by the way confirmed confirmed jimmy john's happening in brooklyn i thought it was a joke i thought someone was pranking me because they know that my basic white ass loves jimmy john's and i wasn't able to find it anywhere until you stumbled upon it in brooklyn I was going to the art store to get some stuff for embroidering, and lo and behold, there's a Jimmy John. So, Jimmy, if you're listening, John, if you're listening, sponsorship deals are open. Please let us, we will give out the address. James Jonathan. Maybe it is a kind of like the room of requirement from Harry Potter. Like, it only reveals itself to you when you're doing something obviously depressing. (laughs) Like going to pick up embroidery supplies from the art store. Okay, rude. 
They're like, we can tell you're at the end of your rope. <laughs> Here's a Jimmy Here's Johns. A Jimmy Johns. <laughs> anyway, why did you bring up Jimmy Johns? Oh, whenever I'm home in Chicago, there's a Jimmy John's that I'll order from. And she texted me and was like, how do you order from Jimmy John's? And I was just like, oh, God, (laughs) now this is going to be like a 45 minute conversation to try to walk her through how to like download the app and then like pick out your thing. Oh, my God. You know that like you can still call restaurants and place orders, right? Like Jimmy John's. There's no way that place has a phone. (laughs) I don't believe it. They operate somehow they get your sandwich to you before you even hit submit on the order. So <laughs> I can't imagine that they're operating with technology that existed before 2016. <laughs> so Barrett, a two year old, was apparently just playing with his mom's phone, like just yeah, as right. a solid object. Like a brick, he was like tossing you know? it around and like trying to see his reflection on the screen when he just accidentally, oh, accidentally. placed this order. Oh, so sure. he wasn't doing it sure. on purpose. You know what? You know what? Two year olds are really fucking good at lying. They're really good at lying. You think yeah. that's something that people learn when they get older? No, 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 no. Kids come out the womb lying. And this kid wanted 31 cheeseburgers from McDonald's, okay? The mother said that she got this message that was like, guess what? Your order is going to take a little bit longer than usual because of its unusual size. And she was like, what just happened? And then 31 cheeseburgers showed up. The total order came to $91. Oh. Which seems like a lot for 31 McDonald's cheeseburgers. What happened to the dollar menu? This is what's wrong with this country. Okay. I remember when a cheeseburger was 59 cents and they threw in a bucket of Coke. (laughs) A bucket. Home Depot sized bucket. Exactly. And now you have to pay $91 just to have 31 cheeseburgers delivered. To be fair, he gave a very large tip. Okay. He did give a $16 tip, which I suppose is. Support workers. 30%. I think everyone here won. (laughs) Everyone here is a winner. But Barrett, two-year-old Barrett from Texas, ended up eating only half of one burger. Bullshit. He should have been forced to eat at least 10. That's a lesson he's got to learn. This is why I fucking hate kids. Because they'll (laughs) beg you to go to McDonald's and then they'll have the audacity to only eat half of a burger. No, you're going to fucking finish it. Can't wait for you to become a father. It's going to be so good for everyone, especially. I do love that dynamic when kids, like, you know, are always being told, like, finish your food or you can't get up from the table or, like, you can't do this or that. Super healthy way of treating children around food. Yeah. But there's something hilarious about demanding that a child, like, finish their fast food. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you fucking finish that milkshake that we bought you. (laughs) You get that brain absolutely frozen. You drink it so fast. Anyway, shout out to Barrett. But next time, if you pull this shit again, you better fucking eat more than one burger or I'll come and slap that shit right out of your face. (laughs) The mother did post on Facebook and offered the burgers to the community, which I think is funny because it's it's not like that many burgers. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot of burgers for one person, but it's not like I'm, (laughs) I'm opening a soup kitchen and everyone gets burgers. Yeah, it's not a food bank. Let's be real. It's a food piggy bank, all right? Did you ever have, like, special lunch days in elementary school where they would order? It was, like, hot lunch, and it was, like, a special lunch that they would bring in. I have no memory of this, no. Our school did this, and it was always, like, fast food. There'd be one day, like, one day where we'd get, like, Sbarro's, uh, and, and everyone would get, like, a piece of pizza. You had to pay for it. Like, you brought in money oh. for it. I just remember the times when we had McDonald's for hot lunch day and they would just bring in like entire bins of burgers. (laughs) And there's something about seeing that many McDonald's burgers in one that was just glorious. We also this now I'm just going down memory lane in (laughs) elementary school. They had some competition. I don't remember what it was. It, It could have been like collecting pop tops or like box tops or something. Or like a spelling bee, maybe. But the winners got to go to McDonald's in a limousine. What? That's <laughs> sick. They rented a limousine and Hell took the yeah. winners. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to McDonald's in a limousine. <laughs> Honestly, we should do that for your birthday. Yeah, I would love that. Anyway, next. 
A semi-tractor trailer crash on a highway outside of Pittsburgh caused a traffic jam for several hours after spilling over seven tons or almost 15,000 pounds of hot dog filler, a.k.a. pink pig anus goop. No, this might be one of the worst spills we've ever heard of. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> worse is... than that time where the, like, infected monkeys were strewn yeah. all over the highway. Uh, truly. I would take an infected <laughs> monkey. And I'm saying that with full knowledge of the fact that we're all about to die from monkeypox. I would rather that than to come upon a- an ocean of just pink hot dog goop. That is just full lava, full like a volcano erupted. But instead of lava turning to stone, it is just hot dog filler. Honestly, we should rope that area off and like study it as an ecological (laughs) site because there is no way that the flora and fauna of that area will ever be the same. Okay, pulling out those scientific terms. Okay. (laughs) I just, yeah, there is definitely some shit. Like in order to enter that space, you're going to have to like tether yourself to a rock outside of it. (laughs) And someone's going to have to be sure that you go in and come out the same. (laughs) This is a full horror sci-fi movie that I've concocted. The semi-trailer was traveling at a high rate of speed, according to the police. And the driver to say it. (laughs) Yeah. They were going fast, okay? They were speeding. They're going real fast. Uh, the driver lost control, went under that shoulder of the highway, hit a bunch of trees, and quote, due to the violent stopping motion of the truck, <laughs> fifteen thousand pounds of hot dog filler was spilled everywhere. Wow. Good for them. The animals in Pittsburgh are gonna be eating real good. <laughs> The Pittsburgh squirrels are going to be radioactive. Absolutely. By by summer 2022, we're getting, yeah, beefed up squirrels. I do hate whenever anybody is like, you know, oh, do do you know what's in that hot dog even? Have you seen how they make hot dogs? It used to be like there was an image on Tumblr that used to go viral that was like, this is what goes into making chicken nuggets. And it was like this pink goop, even though it it was actually just a video from the Teletubbies and everyone just (laughs) believed it. But it was like, even if that was true, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that I'm eating chicken. Like, I know... (laughs) The journey that whatever used to be a chicken went on in order to reach this form in front of my mouth is unspeakable. Yeah. And delicious. So I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going to dip it in barbecue sauce and put it right down my gullet. Anyway. And finally, a retired couple in India is suing their son and their daughter-in-law, demanding that they either produce a grandchild within a year or pay them 50 million rupees, which is $675,000. What? Don't give my parents any ideas. No, we're cutting this story. (laughs) If anybody is listening and thinks that their parents are overbearing or demanding or putting too much pressure on them, these parents are literally taking their child to court and demanding that they produce a child or pay them $675,000. And to be clear, the court accepted this as their petition and they're scheduled to have a hearing. I don't know what the update is. Did the parents have a contract with their son when the son was born? That was like, you have to have a granddaughter or grandson. Their argument is that like they poured thousands of dollars into their son's like education and he's a pilot. They paid for pilot training all with the expectation that he would grow up to be a sperm machine and (laughs) shoot a load into his wife. (laughs) And give them a grandchild. And so they were like, you've basically stolen money from us. We've put all of this into you and you have been married. They've been married for six years now and nothing. And have like a happy, loving relationship. He's like a happy pilot. Like everything's good. But actually all that money was wasted because it was never about you. It was about the children you will produce. (laughs) So healthy. Hey, you're a pilot. You know what you can do in this case? Fly the fuck away. (laughs) Fly far from these people. (laughs) Yeah. They can't sue you in an Indian court if you live in Bulgaria. Can he be considered a refugee if he escapes? 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, the dad said, we want a grandson or a granddaughter within a year or compensation because I've spent my life's earnings on my son's education. Also, not to be a dick, but you spent your life's earnings on your son's education and he's a pilot. So like, <laughs> I don't really <laughs> know. I think like be more mad about that, but whatever. I think in our culture, we sort of like hold pilots in this like high esteem and it's like you're kind of you're a bus driver yeah you're a bus driver of the sky like i could go to flight school right people do it as a hobby that's my point yeah (laughs) there's like video games that are essentially your job (laughs) sorry to any pilots listening (laughs) right now (laughs) please don't crash your plane I can acknowledge that there are some heroic pilots, but all in all, you're hitting a button that says take off and then (laughs) another button that says land. I think the best scenario here, the best case scenario is that they have a kid and that kid is an absolute asshole and like fucking hates (laughs) their grandparents. (laughs) It's just the like an absolute terror. Some of these quotes, I'm just, they said, we got him married in the hope that we would have the pleasure of becoming grandparents. It's been six years. It feels as if despite having everything, we have nothing. Seems like a you problem. "Mm, You have a fucking son and a (laughs) daughter-in-law. Like, just enjoy it. God damn. I hate that impulse that grandparents have where it's like, oh, I need to have a grandchild. Yeah. No, you don't. Get a dog. Yeah, get a dog. Also, like, think back and think, like, was it all worth it anyway to even have that first kid? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Imagine what you could have done with your life. Also, there's too many people. Like, they're actually doing a service by not reproducing. Also, I don't know. We don't know what these people's deal is. Maybe she's barren. Yeah. Maybe he's barren. Ooh, that's karma right there. Mm, hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are diving deep into our dirty 30s. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Well, in honor of our lovely Barry joining the Over 30 Club, I wanted to celebrate by welcoming her with a traditional Over 30 gift basket of icy hot patches, Mm. Advil, and a swift punch in the face. (laughs) Because... 
guess what? It's all downhill from here. So let's get into it. These are the worst things about being in your 30s. Mostly, I I just think it's ridiculous. I'll just get this out of the way that everybody acts like the second you turn 30, your life is over. Yeah. I remember watching those Friends episodes (laughs) where they had some like big momentous birthday and acted like they were about to die. Yeah. And then the older I got, I was like, wait, all of those episodes were about them turning 30? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, it's like so many people have been like, oh, this is the last birthday where you're actually going to enjoy turning the age. And I was like, no, I'm going to be an obnoxious bitch about my birthday until the day I fucking die. So don't even worry about it. okay? Yeah, it is true that you will be. (laughs) You're going to be like a 75 year old woman just begging everybody to come to her birthday party. Absolutely. Also, like, life expectancy at this point is, like, 120 or something like that. So, like, 30, we're not even halfway there, baby. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. (laughs) Um, You are almost halfway. (laughs) 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 To be clear. Also, everybody expects you to just have your shit figured out by 30. No, thank like if you. you don't have your shit figured out after 30, it's like, oh, that's not cute anymore. Oh, you're like an actual adult now. You're not in your 20s. Like, I think we got away with a whole lot. Back in the olden days, it was like, okay, by the time you turn like nine, you were expected to be like a wife and <laughs> have children. And now it's like, okay, we give everybody in throughout their 20s to be like fucking messes. Yeah, you, you you can be on your parents' health insurance until you're 26. So like you legally don't have responsibilities until after that. Yeah. And then by the time you reach 30, it's like, okay, you should have shit kind of figured out. Like you are officially an adult. There's no question about it. You cannot appeal to anybody's sense of, you know, oh, me baby. No, you adult. (laughs) And I don't like that because guess what? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't like it at all. 20s are the new teens. 30s are the new 20s. Okay. I would agree with that assessment, actually. Shockingly. Next, every hangover you have will now last a minimum of 72 hours. That's already happened. It's already, it already started. I don't care if you've had one glass of wine. I don't care if you drink an entire bottle of Jack Daniels that someone gave to you before a comedy show that you did. (laughs) You're going to have a hangover for 72 hours. Yep. No question about it. And Pedialyte just stops working. Pedialyte, I I put a lot of faith into Pedialyte. A lot is riding on Pedialyte working inside of my system. And maybe it's the placebo effect, but I am, I'm deluding myself into thinking it's doing something. Well, yeah. I mean, Pedialyte, if you're listening, absolutely would take your sponsorship, please. Yeah. I use the powders. I use the... I love you the know, powders. I get it straight from the tap sometimes. I'll go to the <laughs> Pedialyte farm and I'll squeeze the tit and I'll suck it right out. I I also think the closer you get to your 30s, once you turn 30, the number of like pills that you just have to take is at least in the double digits. Yeah, it's like it doesn't even fit in those like week, you know, daily (laughs) type of little boxes anymore. It's like I need more days of the week to take all my pills. My mom has one of those boxes and she has to rubber band it shut because that's (laughs) a deeply upsetting sentence you just said. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Love you, Deb. Uh, yeah, she needs like an industrial size one. <laughs> but yeah, the number of like vitamins that I take that probably are doing nothing. I mean, I've oh, said truly. it before, but vitamins are crystals for people who believe in science. I think <laughs> uh, they're not doing anything, but it kind of has at least some basis in yeah. nutrition or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I feel like the Tin Man and I'm begging someone to squirt me with vitamins. <laughs> And if I don't, I'll just die or be stuck in the same position. There it is. Every hangover will last 72 hours. And guess what? It's not just feeling kind of a headache and nausea. No. Now you'll have diarrhea. Now you'll lose your sense of place and time. Um, (laughs) Your skin will look terrible. You'll be secreting like an oil for weeks. Everyone will be like concerned about your well-being. You'll have bags under your eyes. It's going to be bad. Thank you. People... (laughs) And people will expect you to bounce back almost immediately. The expectation doesn't change. Your body does. What else? All of your muscles are just going to start cramping at all times of the night and day. There's no stopping it. The amount of stretching I already have to do. 
like the fact that I'm going to have to do more mm-hmm. absurd mm-hmm. should be illegal. All of your muscles will start to just randomly spasm. My toes do that thing where like I was going to say my feet have been spasming way more lately and I'm like what it it couldn't possibly be the wooden clogs I'm wearing. <laughs> I started wearing toe spacers and they're painful as fuck. I don't know if I got the wrong size. Should they hurt bad? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Didn't you say your dad was like an advocate for toe spacers? He's been wearing them for decades, honestly. And also shout out to Leon for coming up with this cool, cool remix of Sade's Smooth Operator where he goes, it's the toe separators. <laughs> absolutely not um he'll have to send me a link to whatever ones he uses i don't know how it's an affiliate link it's his amazon affiliate link for toe separators (laughs) i don't know if he has big feet small feet my feet are are large not to brag he's taller he's tall so i'm assuming his feet are big yeah but some tall people have small feet he doesn't i have a size 13 ladies but I just am like, did I buy one that's like too big or too small? And they're like stretching my feet too much. The point is my pinky toe will start to spasm and just like <laughs> migrate to another time zone. <laughs> like my pinky toe will start escaping my foot. That's how that's how the cramp manifests. This little piggy's trying to run away. Yeah, this little piggy wants the fuck out. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do but just kind of ride it out. Until it goes away. Yeah. And don't you dare, you listeners, don't you dare start coming in the DMs being like, eat more bananas, potassium. Like, no, this is just our bodies failing. I eat a thousand bananas a day. I've already had two bananas today and that's not an exaggeration. (laughs) And I'll have five more. (laughs) I fucking love bananas. (laughs) Speaking of food, you start requiring dinner at earlier and earlier times. Guess what time my birthday dinner reservation was at? 5.45. Okay, okay. I just think there's something to eating dinner at like a 4.30. I think there's Hmm. something to senior hours. Yeah. I. That's how the kings used to eat, you know? It used to be like, oh, we'll have a feast at like four bell tolls after (laughs) high sun or whatever. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it worked. Yeah, and that's how I do it. Yeah. Um, But then, of course, you have a second dinner. Yeah, absolutely. That's really important. (laughs) Because then because also like the second you turn 30, if you don't eat right when you're hungry, you become an absolute monster. You're just a cranky, cranky bitch. Oh, yes. Yes. No, my mood is 100 percent tied to the last time I ate. And if it's not within the last 10 minutes, people will die. Next, children will start to consider you to be a wise elder. Oh, my God. My nine-year-old cousin in England, she was what, you know, texted me on WhatsApp and she was like, you're really old now. And I was like, fuck you, small child whom I love so much. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy to me that we grew up like most of the teachers that I probably had, or at least a good number of them, were probably only in their 20s. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, you're telling me I'm older and I'm supposed to be wiser than the people who taught me when I was a kid? (laughs) I don't feel like I have that kind of knowledge. No. To be fair, and this is shade to all teachers, they don't know anything. (laughs) They're just kind of reading from a book, you know? I think back on like my math teacher, I'm like, were you even good at math or did you kind (laughs) of just like know the answers? (laughs) This is (laughs) offensive. (laughs) I do think I was better at math than my middle school teacher, Miss Chang. I think that's fair. That's a fair statement. Yeah. I was advanced. I skipped a grade. Not a joke. I did skip a grade in math. Have I talked about that several times? I actually don't know if I knew that about you, but it makes sense. But just in math, you didn't like fully skip? No, it was just in math. It was b- between... That's nerdier, actually. It absolutely is. In eighth grade, everybody took like a standardized test and it was to see whether you learned enough. And I think three of us passed the test. And, and if you passed, you could just skip algebra freshman year and go right into sophomore year geometry wow and they were like do you want to do this or do you just want to like take it easy and i think it was just two of us who were like we're gonna do it because we're fucking nerds 
Anyway, yeah. Next. If you're single at 30, um, your dating standards are going to start dropping dramatically. Which I actually think is paradoxical because you would think like you have no standards in your 20s and that you would actually start to kind of like filter out some of the trash. But the problem is society has already filtered out (laughs) the good stuff and you're sort of left with the dregs of of what like you has made it past the filter. Right, right. It's like the burnt cheese crumbs, you know, falling off of a burger. It's the like really kind of dark... French fry that's always Mm. kind of shriveled at the bottom of the bag. That's like both soggy and hard. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's like, you sure someone will eat you like you're not going to go to waste. But let's be real. Like, it's not going to be enjoyable. (laughs) The thing about it is because I I often have this debate with myself of like what age I think is sort of like the ideal in a partner, whether Uh I would like someone to be younger than me or older than me. And I mean, I think ultimately I've realized someone needs to be older than me. I need to be the baby. (laughs) But um, you would be shocked at how immature most men in their 30s still are. Oh, absolutely not shocked, actually. That fully tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's not shocking information whatsoever. (laughs) No, no, it's it's just fact. I think probably especially gay guys, not to be homophobic, Mm. but (laughs) prepare for full homophobia. No, I mean, I think it is more a consequence of like a gay guys having like delayed adolescence. Right. But still, I'm just like, I don't know. And I Mm -hmm. say this is a 32 year old. I was about to say, (laughs) remember when you were going to text me a photo of a place called The Bean and ask (laughs) if you were going to flick it? Yeah, because that's top tier comedy. (laughs) also i'm not even 32 i'm only 31 still okay that's true right yeah yeah also yeah we'll add that to the list you'll just stop remembering how old you are (laughs) that could also be a product of the fact that we lost like two years of sanity yeah yeah but i can't remember anymore and my (laughs) age is always the last number of whatever year it is that's what that's what age i'm turning that year oh fun because i was born in 1990 Ah, it's like my great grandma Mary was born in 1900 and died in 2000, which is the most <gasps> boss bitch way to go. That is. She completed the loop. She was 20 in the 20s, 30 in the 30s. Like, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Also, she lived through like 10 wars. So many wars. Shout out to you, great grandma Mary. She always thought my name was Mary and that I was named after her. And I would wear a necklace that had a big B on it when she would come over because I was like, maybe she'll get it this time. But she never did. And and then she died. Anyway, love you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. What else? Uh, Dairy is just no longer an option, period. Oh, my God. Matt, I've gone to McConnell's three times since I've been in California. And let me tell you, every single time, it's too far of a drive. That's what I'll say. It's too far of a drive from where the McConnell's is to where my bathroom is. Is it in Malibu? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I think there might be one there. But no, there's one in Studio City. That's one I've been to twice. And there was one in the Palisades that I went to. And I've been to zero of them. I haven't had McConnell's at all since I think... I had my tonsils out. I have been not chill about going. Every time I've been, I've told the teenager who's behind the counter, I'm like, I'm here from New York. Where I am. And they're like, that's so cool. And I'm like, I just need to try all the fresh flavors. He doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't. They're also actual teenagers. Yeah. As every person who has ever worked in a in an ice cream shop is. I love ice cream, but also need to use the bathroom right after. Yeah, see, that's the thing is like now as someone in their 30s, that's no longer kind of like endearing. No, it's not. (laughs) It's actually just creepy. (laughs) (laughs) You're just the weird lady who comes in, eats a bunch of ice cream, and then has diarrhea in their bathroom. You're a a fixture. When they go home at night, they're telling their parents. (laughs) Parents are like deeply concerned. I don't know. I don't think you should be going to work tomorrow. She might come back. (laughs) Um, And finally, bending over for any reason whatsoever, honestly, no matter how deep the angle even is, is a high risk athletic maneuver 
that is almost guaranteed to end in disaster every single time. When I say that I do literal training to be able to bend over, that like my physical and personal training is essentially just so I can bend. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Yeah. And the trouble is the stuff that you have to do in order to remain kind of limber and healthy and capable of bending over is high risk. Yeah. So it could go violently wrong. It's a sick cycle. And then you're never bending over ever again. Like there is a time in your life, and I'm pretty sure it happens in your 30s, where you bend over and that's the last time you ever bend over. And then you're just one of those old ladies who's just constantly at like, what degree is this? Yeah. 45? Sure. 45 degree. Yeah. Where you're sort of always looking directly at the ground. Yeah. And then you have to get one of those like gripper things that kind of. I love those. My grandma, you've had one of those. And I was always like, let's get things from the high shelves. (laughs) This is so fun. Yeah. My mom has one of them too, but mostly it's used to get Kleenex out of the dog's mouth because she will bite otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, Anyway. Happy birthday again. Congrats on entering your third decade. Fourth decade, technically. Wow. I can't think about that too much. Uh, And uh, (laughs) shout out to all of the fellow 30 pluses out there. Just remember, everyone, it gets worse. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. And don't forget, we also have an ongoing PDF of all of the organizations that we've shouted out over the last two years. So uh, you can find that in our Instagram bio if you want to see some of the stuff we've talked about in the past. We recorded this episode two weeks ago in the aftermath of the tragedy in Texas and even though we recorded this two weeks ago, it's going to be relevant two weeks from now and probably again and again, which is horrifying. So I wanted to just shout out Every Town USA. We've highlighted a lot of like smaller organizations, but in a case like this, I'm like, this is a place that's doing good work on the ground and it's also a great educational tool if you don't know the type of stuff that they are actually doing it includes like grassroots stuff on the ground it includes you know political organizing yeah I just I don't know I think it's easy to feel helpless in moments like this where it's like uh, here we are again and something horrible has happened and there's not a whole lot of faith and things changing but there's people and there's organizations like every town that are actually not giving up and who you can give your money and your support to that are going to be fighting this fight in a a big way so every town we will link to them you can donate um you can sign up for their email list you can follow them on instagram i feel like it's helpful to have that kind of information in your feed so you understand the efforts that they're doing to put forth gun regulations I think it's so weird that we have like this identity around guns in this country and that like it is tied up with like being American. I don't know. (sighs) Anyway, um, so Everytown USA. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Let's talk about some of the TV we've been watching. What have you been watching? I watched the Better Call Saul mid-season finale. Holy moly. Also, Hacks. I just fucking love Hacks. I love Hacks. It's one of my favorite shows. I'm loving the season so much. I'm loving the podcast that Pineapple's producing for it. Oh, it's so good. So that's what I'm watching this week. What about you? I do love Hacks also. Um, I... I don't know why. I've I've watched some of the Housewives franchises in the past. I used to watch all of New York and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I watched all I like binge watched both of those in maybe 2016. And I haven't really kept up with any of them. But I kind of wanted to jump back into one of the franchises and start it from the beginning. So I chose Beverly Hills, the real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I have nice. been <laughs> I'm now on season three and I started like last week. So <laughs> um, there are so many fucking episodes There are like 11 or 12 seasons of Beverly Hills. 
Um, and yeah, I'm still unlike last decade. It is so <laughs> crazy that all of these events have happened. But it's funny because I feel like, I don't know, Bravo like celebrities are sort of only really famous in Bravo world. Some of them have yeah, broken out. But that world is huge. Yeah. It's, it is like another planet. <laughs> but it's so funny that like I've sort of been vaguely aware of some of these women. I was even on Brandy Glanville has a podcast that I was on and I was like, I don't really know <laughs> who she is. <laughs> I know she's a housewife, but I've never watched it. And so now it's funny to go back and watch it and like see. I mean, it is the trashiest TV, but the way you get sucked in so immediately to the drama, just like oh, thinking back, trying to explain the drama to anybody is like the pettiest shit. <laughs> they managed to turn a mild disagreement into a season long competitive fight where people are like throwing punches. I love that. And now I tweeted this, but all I want to do is like throw a dinner party where everybody gets into a vicious fight by the end of it. <laughs> Like a murder mystery party, but just for cat fights. Yeah, but that's not actually... It doesn't start as a murder mystery, but it ends as one. Yeah. Also, Lisa Vanderpump is my idol. I would go to <laughs> war for her. I'm saying that now, only a couple seasons in, so she could turn out to be a horrible person in the next... She's the one with the dog shelter, right? I Maybe. She doesn't have one at the point i am at in the series but i believe she opens one yeah okay then i love her <laughs> but yeah i love her i mean she's also the one who has like restaurants in la and stuff yeah the anyway um yeah. so real housewives of beverly hills will be my personality for the next month What's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is that while in LA, I went and got my photos. I got some headshots and then also couple photos with Alex taken at Tom's one hour photo, which is uh, I did actually learn about it from Casey Musgraves because mm -hmm. she did it. And then I was like, yeah, of course I need to do it now, too. But it's literally just like a little film developing studio. You go and it's just Tom and his wife and you have to like call to book a session. It's like thirty five dollars. And you just go into this back room with like backgrounds that he spray painted in like the 80s and 90s uh, that are still there. And you just choose a background and he fully poses you. I didn't choose the poses. He like takes your hands and he's like, no, you go like this, like this, and then put it here, down, up, look over here. And and I was like, I love this. I love being his muse. I feel like... <laughs> This is his vision, and I truly have never felt more beautiful in my entire <laughs> life. It was a huge self-esteem booster, <laughs> and I am obsessed. I have so many questions. Yes. Is he, like, self-aware, or is this, like, his art? I don't know. <laughs> it's his work. It's, it's what he does. Like, does he know that his pictures are, like, camp? I think a little bit, yes. He, like, has fun with it. Yeah, I, I think so. Also, people can, like, bring their dogs and, like, match their dogs. So I think he does. I don't know if he understands the, like, full extent. Also, because it's his son who hmm. runs the Instagram account, I think. Yeah. I think he, he knows. But, yeah, you sent me the pictures, I think, while I was at the Harry Styles One Night Only show. So I don't think I reacted <laughs> um, fully. But they are... Absolutely incredible. <laughs> and you should have it printed out and framed and hung on the wall. I will. I will. I love them so much. And next time we're in LA together, we're absolutely going. Yes. It's so fun. It was like for all three sessions, it was like a half hour. It was just like in and out. It was so amazing. And then he just you bring a flash drive and he just like shows you all of them and puts on the flash drive for you that second. <laughs> and then you just have them all. Also, he was like, usually I only take like 20 pictures, but you two were so fun. I took like 50. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. I love validation and approval. <laughs> I'm 30. <Sure. laughs> But uh, yeah, what about you? What's your non-TV chaser for the week? Uh, I'll keep mine simple. I actually didn't plan this. I just have an empty wrapper from yesterday. <laughs> this is not sponsored, although I would gladly accept their sponsorship. They're called Yasso. Yasso? I really hope it's not like Yas, but that is how it's spelled. Y-A-S-S-O. They're <laughs> Greek yogurt, like frozen bars. What? And... I just love, I've eaten so many of them and they bring me joy. They have this <laughs> the mint chocolate chip flavor is my favorite. And it's like, 
a hundred calories for a, a, a bar so I can eat like a whole box of them. And I'm like, it's still better than eating like an entire tub of ice cream. <laughs> but also eat whatever you want. Don't count calories. But this is a delicious hundred calorie treat. Even though my trainer was like, you shouldn't eat anything that's frozen and processed. And I was like, yeah, but it's good. Frozen treat. Yeah. So I'm still going to do it. I think I got them at Target. So that is my chaser. (laughs) Mint chocolate chip frozen yogurt bars. (laughs) And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. And as always, head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Bellisai. Hadim Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Honsdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Dun dun dun! <gasps> Drama.